Greetings everybody. Today we will be speaking on the Bride of Christ. As with every marriage between a husband and wife, there are areas that we should be working on to improve our love relationship with each other. And it is the same with God. And I'm going to share with you seven readings from the book of Matthew that speaks about the marriage feast. We'll start with the first one, Matthew 7, 21 to 23. Not everyone that says unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father which is in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, and in your name cast out devils, and in your name done many wonderful works? And then I will say to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you that work iniquity. So number one, you cannot enter the kingdom of God unless the Lord knows you. Yet how many of us Christians are doing great ministries and so busy working for God that we have no time to spend with him, no time to hear him. We are running at top speed doing God's work on our own strength instead of on his strength. You can only do the will of God if you have a relationship with him, can hear him speak to you and obey him. And this comes out of an intimate relationship and communication with him, as with a bride and bridegroom, a husband and wife. Let's go to the second, Matthew 22, 1 to 14. And Jesus answered and spoke unto them again by parables, and said, The kingdom of heaven is like unto a certain king, which made a marriage for his son and sent forth his servants to call them that were invited to the wedding, and they would not come. Again he sent forth other servants, saying, Tell them which are invited, Behold, I've prepared my dinner. My oxen and fatlings are killed, and all things are ready. Come to the marriage. But they made light of it, and went their own ways, one to his farm, another to his merchandise, and the remnant took the servants and entreated them badly and slew them. And when the king heard it, he was angry and sent forth his armies to destroy these murderers and burn up their city. And he said to his servants, The wedding is ready, but those who were invited are not worthy. Go, therefore, into the highways, and many as you shall find, invite them to the marriage. So the servants went out into the highways, they gathered together as many as they found, both bad and good, and the wedding was furnished with guests. He saw there a man who did not have on a wedding garment and said to him, Friend, how that you came in having no wedding garment? And he was speechless. And then the king said to the servants, Bind him hand and foot, take him away and cast him into outer darkness, where there there'll be weeping and gnashing of teeth, for many are called and few are chosen. So two, you cannot enter the wedding feast without your wedding garment of righteousness. You need to live out your faith in truth and righteousness. You need to walk your faith seriously every day of your life. 
And then the Lord will grant you the robes of righteousness that will qualify you to enter into his wedding feast. God is not concerned whether you are a leader or a servant, rich or poor, but rather are you walking in the Christian faith? I had a vision once where evangelists were lowering the crowns at the feet of Jesus and some of the poorer evangelists had the bigger crowns. And as they lowered their crowns, I heard a great voice say, these crowns represent their lives given for me. It does our lives. Give it for Jesus in righteousness that counts. What we do for him, not ourselves. Let us live for Jesus. Let's go on to the third one. Matthew 25, 1-12. <coughs> Then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins who took their lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were wise and five were foolish. They that were foolish took their lamps but took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. While the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight there is a cry made, Behold, the bridegroom comes. Go out to meet him. Then all the virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said to the wise, Give us of your oil, for our lamps have gone out. But the wise answered, saying, Not so, lest there not be enough for us and you, but go rather to them that sell and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and they that were ready went in with him to the marriage, and the door was shut. Afterwards, the other Versions came, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Verily I say unto you, I don't know you. Three, you cannot come to the wedding feast unless you are filled up with the Holy Spirit, prepared and ready. We need to stay full of the Holy Spirit all the time. We need a refilling daily in prayer or we will dry out. Jesus is talking about Christians, you and me, not unbelievers. We need to stay awake and not slumber. If we look at many churches today, are they alert to our times? Are they ready for the coming of Jesus? Jesus could come at any time and we need to be ready. This is walking as wise Christians who walk with their lamps full of the Holy Spirit. Are you ready for Jesus, your bridegroom? What things would you do now to get your life right for the Lord? Shouldn't we get these things sorted out now? For none of us know the day or hour. Next one is Matthew 24, 3-12. And as he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately, saying, Tell us, when shall all these things be? And what shall be the sign of your coming at the end of the world? And Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed that no one deceive you. For many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and deceive many. And you shall hear of wars and rumours of wars. See that you are not troubled. For all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nations shall rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And there shall be famines and pestilences and earthquakes in different places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. Then they shall deliver you to be afflicted and may kill you. 
and you shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. And then many shall be offended, and shall betray one another, and shall hate one another. And many false prophets shall arise and deceive many, and because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. But he that endures to the end, the same shall be saved, and the gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then the end shall come. For we need to do what the scriptures tell us in obedience. And when we look around us today at the world, we can see for ourselves that these scriptures are already being fulfilled in front of our eyes because of man's disobedience. We need to obey Jesus now in joy for yielded surrender. The rapture could come at any moment. Are we ready? If not, let each of us individually make any adjustments in our lives now. Matthew 24:13. But he that endures to the end, the same shall be saved. Five, we must endure to the end. We need to keep so close to the Lord. We must not allow the world to get us to take our eyes off Jesus. Keeping our eyes on Jesus will enable us to endure to the end. Then Matthew 24, 14 says, And the gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all na nations. Then the end shall come. Six we need to preach the gospel to all nations. This was the last commandment of Jesus before he ascended to heaven. We need to take this seriously and be involved in evangelism in some way. If we cannot go and witness ourselves, we can give to those who can go. And then the last, Revelation 21 verses 2 and 3. And I, John, saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride, adorned for a husband. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them and be their God. And Revelation 22:17 says, and the Spirit and the Bride say, Come, and let him that hears say, Come, and let him that is thirsty come, and whoever will, let him take the water of life freely. Number seven, be prepared and ready to come to the wedding feast. Be ready to come when Jesus says, Come. Do not ignore his call, or you may find you have missed him altogether. Whether we are stepping out from time into eternity through death or meeting Jesus in the air, the results will be the same. We must know him in prayer and he must know us. Revelation 19, 7-9 explains how the bride must make herself ready. Let us be glad and rejoice and give honour to him, for the marriage of the Lamb is come, and his wife has made herself ready. And to her 
was granted that she should be arrayed in fine linen, clean and white, for the fine linen is the righteousness of the saints. You know, Esther prepared herself for the king by rubbing in fine perfumes for months. How much more should we prepare ourselves for the king of kings and lord and lords? The invitation is to us all, but only of those of us who live according to the word of God, believe his promises and pray will be able to attend. There's a saying that the only permanent place we can gain permanently is heaven. Yet so many Christians do not pray sincerely or long enough. And if they do, they don't have patience. They cannot receive their blessing then. Others are selfish and living for the world only, and many do not tithe as they should. We can take nothing with us to heaven, but we can send things to heaven in advance. The things that we can send to heaven in advance is everything that we do in caring and giving to others. We must put God first in all things, for heaven is a prepared place for a prepared people. Are you prepared? We all need to live in preparation for heaven now and every day of our lives. If we truly love God, we will live our lives in preparation. Let us all get to know God in prayer and spend time in his presence and he will prepare us for eternal life with him. We the church are his beloved bride and he is our bridegroom forever and ever. You know, I have just come back from Israel. I saw how the Jews rejoiced in God through the Feast of Tabernacles. I saw how the Christians rejoiced in the Feast of Tabernacles. And the Lord said to me, I want you to learn to rejoice in me more my child. For as you rejoice in me, this will enable you to live out of my love. If we truly love God, we will automatically fulfill all seven conditions. Let's go through those conditions again. One, you cannot enter the kingdom of God unless the Lord knows you. Two, you cannot enter the wedding feast in heaven without your wedding garment of righteousness. Three, you cannot come to the wedding feast unless you are filled up with the Holy Spirit, prepared and ready. Number four, we need to do what the scriptures tell us to do in obedience. Five, we must endure to the end. Six, we need to preach the gospel to all nations, our friends and relatives, as well as our work colleagues, as well as those we don't know. And seven, we need to be prepared and ready to come to the wedding feast when the Lord invites you. Now, there may be some of you who have not even received Jesus as Lord and Saviour. 
And that is obviously the first thing we have to do. And if you would like to choose to follow Christ now and to turn from sin now and to be transferred from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of heaven, then say this prayer after me. Lord Jesus, I come to you as I am. Thank you for dying on the cross for me. Please, Lord, forgive me every sin I've ever done. I choose to follow you now in truth and righteousness from this time on. Thank you for forgiving me. Please come into my heart and life as my Lord and Saviour. Please baptize me in your precious Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. And if you are sick, lay your hand on your sickness or your pain. And say, Lord Jesus, please pray, place your spiritual hand on my hand that I might be healed in Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Now there's a few things you need to do. Number one, get to know God in prayer every day. Two, buy a Bible and read it every day. Three, join a Bible-believing church. Join it and get baptized in water. For as you go under the water, you identify of Jesus' death on the cross. And as you come out of the water, you are born again to eternal life. And tell others what you have done. Because if you have prayed this prayer with me, it is a most important decision you can make in your whole life. Because it's securing where you are going for all eternity. God bless you and know that God loves you so much. And we'll now hand back to our host.